and welcome back to another edition of the Soccer Specialist Podcast. And today, we're going to talk about setting goals as a path to developing confidence. And before I get going, I will tell you right now, one of the goals I'm going to set is getting the podcast back to doing an episode every week. Was doing a great job of that for four or five months. And then the lockdown happened. The things got a little crazy. I haven't been doing the podcast like I should be. So one of my goals coming out of even doing this podcast is to get this content out to you uh, on a weekly basis once again, because we've got a lot of things coming up, soccer strong, speed development, ball control programming, one-on-one training, which I'm doing with some players, which is just doing uh, um, really, really well. Uh, the players are rocking, getting a lot of results, which is fantastic. Uh, anyway, moving on. One of the big things I hear about from a lot of uh, parents when talking about the biggest issues they have or biggest obstacles or so forth is confidence. And the reason I want to talk about goal setting, which I know, wait, what? Hold on. Let me explain. Goal setting is crucial to success. It's something that's not taught um, really well by parents or schools or what have you. It's something that I think a lot of kids should learn, not just for their soccer, but for life in general. I think it needs to be encouraged, explained. They need to help with going through the process of setting goals and not just for soccer, but for anything. And setting goals leads to a lot of other important things. It leads to um, putting together a plan so that you are able to reach those goals so that you're prepared. Being prepared leads to confidence. Okay. And uh, bam, it's a great way to develop confidence starting by setting goals first, even for younger players. Okay. It's going to be simplified. It's going to be a little different maybe in in how you approach it. Your six-year-old might not be thinking, yeah, I'm going to play in in college and let me do my hour a day of training and this and that. They're not necessarily going to look at it like that. But I think there's still some things you can do with them that are going to help them on their journey that will set them up for when they get a little older and they start taking on their their own soccer journey as to what they want out of it above and beyond just the the fun of, of playing a new activity. Um, because I know many of the people here in this, uh, the parents anyway, going to start thinking of setting goals with young players, seven, eight, nine years old and think, oh, here we go. It's some crazy soccer parent talk. Uh, but it's all in the approach, not necessarily the content. I think goal setting is a great skill to learn for everything. Uh, it doesn't mean an eight-year-old, again, has to map out the path to playing professional soccer. While specifics are, are important when starting out at a younger age, it can be simply the teaching them the process of setting goals, understanding that there's, there's something to look forward to. Um, and, and it can be as simple as becoming a better dribbler in two months, okay, or improving your passing with your weak foot or, or learning to hit a shot with the laces if, you, if you're not doing that yet, whatever the case may be. And then commuting, communicating that with your uh, child on how they can make that happen by saying, okay, you know, in, in two months, we want to be able to hit a good shot with the laces from the penalty spot. Now work backwards as to what we have to do from this day forward in order for that to happen. And I think that can really help your players get a lot out of it. I mean, it can be simple as something that they you have them do 10 minutes, a, uh, you know, a few days a week. Okay. It doesn't have to be crazy. And then as they get older and they discover more about what they want from the game, what they want to accomplish, you can get into more details in terms of their goals, you know, a more um, complicated or detailed plan and what they want to do to reach them and so forth. You know, I go back to, uh, I guess, starting around when my girls were say U10, uh, whenever we got into the discussion on the uh, subject of 
our approach to practice, whether, you know, being mentally focused in what we're doing, even if it's a simple passing or dribbling drill, you know, our, our physical intensity and how we approach things. And I would always talk with them and do it in, in terms of asking questions about, you know, what it was like when they first started playing, you know, ask them if they, you know, remember when they were six or seven or whatever. And, and you know, you could put the ball a couple of feet from the goal line and they'd run up from five yards away and swing as hard as they could, right? And the, the ball would be lucky to cross that line. You know, versus how they play at whatever their current age is and what they're able to do and the differences and just and getting them to understand that the better they get as a player, the more things they can do, the more fun the game is and and the hopes that they understand that connection between, you know, putting in the, the time and the effort to improve. So if they're playing for fun, the games are going to be more fun. The more skilled you are, the smarter you are as a player, the more things you can do on the pitch, okay? And so this is going to be – this is all going to come back to how you approach your practices, okay? So practices are very much affected by goal setting when you can get players into that that mindset. Because, you know, there's nothing like going into a game – because I hear this a lot from parents, you know, about tryouts coming up and their players nervous or, or there's a big game or tournament, what have you. And there's nothing like going into a game or a season or tryouts, whatever the case may be, knowing you did everything you could to prepare for it. You're ready. You may not make the team you want to make, okay? You may not win the game, but it's not going to be because you didn't prepare, okay? And that level of preparation going into games, tryouts, whatever, knowing you did everything you could in your preparation, that builds a serious amount of confidence with your player just doing that, okay? And the goal setting is the first step to being prepared because that you set those goals then you develop the plan for it and then you put it then you implement the plan and you do what you need to do and that's what's going to get you prepared which is going to what's going to um, build your confidence you know if you're if you know you're prepared there is no fear there's only confidence you've done what you needed to do fear comes from being unprepared unprepared fear ca- causes worry worry takes away a player's confidence and then they don't play with confidence they play timid they make mistakes because they're worried about messing up right goal setting preparation, confidence, success. Goals give you a sense of meaning. They give you a sense of purpose, motivation, confidence, right? Kids might not get that on a conscious level, making that connection between setting goals and confidence, but it will make a difference for them anyway. Okay, and as I mentioned, in doing this, my my goal is to get this back to a weekly uh, podcast, something I can control. Okay, that's another important thing which we'll talk about. A goal I can't control but I can influence is getting a thousand listens on an episode. I've never had that before. Um, I think the highest was around seven hundred and some, if I remember correctly. But I really, really, really want to get a thousand. I can't control that completely, but I can influence it. Okay, I spent an entire podcast speaking of um, episode um, podcast episode talking about. I'm trying to think of the name the name of it, Um, but. Okay, two uh, two simple but powerful ways uh, players can quickly improve their game. Um, and the big focus was on the on the idea and the understanding of controlling what you can control and how important this is for your performance and your mental approach to the game and how it really focuses you on things that are going to make you uh, a success without worrying about all these other things you can't control, whether it's, you know, the size and speed of the other team or how good their keeper might be or not be, or the referee's calls or whatever it may be, because you can't control that. And then you're just wasting energy by focusing on those things, you know, focus on controlling what you can control. Another thing as adults, coaches, and parents that we don't talk about enough with our players. Okay. But goal setting helps 
force you to focus on that things because you want to set goals that you can control obviously that being you know well that being said those it's important as i was just saying that your goals focus on things you can control you know building strength ball control you know things like that um goals on things like goals scored in the season assists they really have way too many variables that are out of your control you can influence do things that influence reaching those goals but you can't completely control them so they can kind of be frustrating and you don't want to judge a season on well i set a goal scoring 15 goals and i and i scored eight you may not have had the opportunity in the team you played for and the league you played on to score 15 goals okay and playing much lesser competition in order to reach a goal like that doesn't really help you either so control what you can control set goals about those things you can control um you know, Aristotle once said you are only happy when you are moving towards something you want. And to know you're moving towards something you want begins with setting a goal, okay? Um, H.L. Hunt was a successful businessman. You know, he, de he defined success on two things, that you must know exactly what you want and you must know the price you're willing to pay to get it because success requires sacrifice, okay? If you want to achieve your goals, it means some sacrifice along the way, okay? There's no way around this. You can't do everything and i've talked about this in some other episodes but it, it feeds in here so i'm going to go some things that some of you may have heard before but let's look at uh, fitness is a big one weight loss right we're all overweight right okay the the overweight person wants to lose 30 pounds can't do it by not changing anything right you can't do it by continuing to stuff your face with junk food and stay out late on the weekends um drinking beer kids no beer it's bad you get fat um kidding relaxed parents you know, and while refusing to exercise, that's not going to work. Okay. And the same applies to you as a player to be the best player you can be and achieve the goals you're setting it requires giving something up because you can't do everything. You can't be great at everything. Okay. Success doesn't come easily. If it did, everyone would be good at everything. Like I just said, you can't do that. Right. So some say sacrifice requires paying a price. I don't like these words. I hate using words like work and sacrifice and paying a price because it's a negative connotation. Uh, so I like the, the Zig Ziglar idea who once said, you know, you don't pay the price, you enjoy the benefits. So that so-called sacrifice you make to be a great player by achieving your soccer goals right now, you're enjoying the benefits of that, that effort and that time you put in by choosing to do soccer over something else at a time. You know, so hopefully maybe we can find another word for, uh, <laughs> for sacrifice or for work in general, right? Uh, because young players are going to have to make different sacrifices. We'll call it choices. Okay, compared to older ones. However, they're just as important, right? As young kids and teenagers, so many options with other things and demands on their time and social activities and schoolwork and everything else. And obviously some things like schoolwork or, or religious activities can't be avoided. I don't think you're going to get away with eliminating those <laughs> over soccer. But other things and so social activities become your choice, okay? And you have to choo choose, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're willing to let them affect your soccer goals, right? How important are your soccer goals? Do you really truly have a burning desire to reach those goals? Because that's what you need no matter what it is you're doing. You need that burning desire. Otherwise, it's too easy to give up. It's too easy to say, well, I can do that tomorrow and put it off. So in order to set goals and you work back to what you have to do to achieve them, you can kind of figure out what kind of sacrifices you're going to need to make, right? And that obviously depends on how big your goals are, how much they mean to you. Like I just said, do you really have a burning desire to achieve them? How much you enjoy playing soccer? Because it might mean really something as simple as a Saturday night birthday party, okay? Uh, because you're at an out-of-town tournament that's a big college showcase and three of the schools you want to go play soccer at or the coaches are going to be there. And 
right? That's something you need to do if you want to reach your goals, if it's that important to you. Um, and, you know, a sacrifice to someone else might not feel like a sacrifice to you. That's the other thing, right? That, that has, that's where you get back to that burning desire, too, if you tr something you truly, truly want. Okay. And look, you should, obviously should be able to socialize with your friends, uh, do things normal teenagers do and kids do, but hanging out late the night before a game, you know, or going to a sleepover the night before a game or doing something that takes a lot of energy on a Saturday morning when you have a state cup game that afternoon. Sometimes these are things that you are going to have to miss to be the soccer player you want to be. So, you know, few people are prepared to make those types of sacrifices. When you start setting goals and you realize how important it is to you and, and what you need to do to achieve them, it becomes a little easier, okay? Because those that do, those that, that check out um, goals that they want and put in a plan, a place to, to meet them and really want them, those that do those things, they will always have a great advantage over their opposition, okay? So let's talk rewards, right? Rewards are important. You can't mention sacrifice without mentioning the rewards that go with them, or as Zig Ziglar said, you don't pay the price, you enjoy the benefits, okay? And look, if you really love the game, you want to be uh, uh, the best player you can be, make no mistake, the rewards will more than make up for any sacrifice you make, okay? So take a minute to think about whether it's you know winning your flight or conference or whatever you call it and how good that might have felt. Or how about this happened to us one time. We lost one game one season, one game. It was the first one of the season. We got whipped, 5 nothing. I thought, oh, crap apologies we're in the wrong conference okay but we went down to their place in the second half of the season and we beat them one nothing and we had to win we had every game we won and tied we needed every single point we got to to uh to win the conference that time and that was a great feeling to beat a team that put a whipping on you like that right um how exciting is it now this is something more team wise but you know how exciting would it be to be a part of a team that other teams actually fear right that other teams talk about that other teams they don't want to play you because it's just gonna be too hard for them i mean even if they beat you they don't want to play you because it's just too hard to beat you because you're relentless because you don't stop because you put in the work the effort the sacrifice and all that and they just hate to play you because you just are non-stop for 90 minutes or 50 minutes or whatever whatever your uh, flight might be or conference age group whatever might be at that time okay so i can tell you if you love the game and you want to be the best player you can be the rewards are going to be more than worth it for you okay because another thing to point out and i've said this before a talented player without sacrifice makes for an average player Right. You, you can't expect to to make the top team that you want to make that's going to play in the league, that's at the club. That You know you can't expect to win the big tournament if you don't put in the preparation leading up to it. And sometimes that preparation takes a little bit of, of uh, decision in, in your choices because you can't do everything. Right? You can't expect to win that big tournament if instead of going to practices beforehand, you're, you're you know, just hanging out with friends or tapping away on your phone or whatever. Okay. And again, an eight-year-old probably doesn't need to hear about sacrifice and work and all that stuff. But again, starting with some goal setting for them, I think is really, really, really important to start getting them to think about um, what they can do. I think if you talk about them with, with goal setting and you work back and again, keeping it simple, even just becoming a better dribbler, you know, do set out cones, you know, eight yards apart and do the one minute figure eight, how many times they can do that figure eight. This comes from, uh, saw this with Anton Dorrance, one of his, uh, fitness skill test that he would do at uh, UNC before they start the season. You know, something as simple as, as that and, and get a baseline. Maybe they can do it 
four times with the right foot only, okay? And work to maybe, let's say we can get that up to six in, in a month or two or whatever. And I think that when you have something in place, some sort of plan and, and something to reach for, I think that really helps players get out with the ball. You know, again, this could be as simple as juggling. Maybe they can juggle eight times with the feet and you want to get to 25 as opposed to just, you got to get your ball and get outside and do something, right? Uh, kids kind of get <laughs> tired of hearing that. Now, I actually have a lot more to go over. Um, but this went on and on and on, so I think I'm going to break it up actually into a second or even third podcast, which is great for me because it makes it a lot easier to, <laughs> to do another one in the in the, the next week. But I do want to end uh, with a little bit of something that I actually posted in the Facebook group because uh, I think this is really important. Uh, coaches, parents, I, and I've said this before. Please, please, please constantly encourage your players to try new things every practice, to try new things when they're out on their own. Praise it when they do, no matter whether they mess up or pull it off or they fall over the ball or whatever, because they are going to mess up. They're going to mess up a lot, especially when trying and learning a new skill. But it's the only way to get there. It's the only way to get better, right? If they play in practice afraid to make mistakes, they'll never try anything new. And we've already lost the development process because if they're not doing new things, they're not improving then they're going backwards, right? If they're doing the same things at age seven, if they're doing the same things at age 11, they were doing at seven, they might not be playing anymore at age 11, right? So we can't, how can we expect our players to be dynamic, be creative, be fearless instead of one touch predictable robots if we don't give them an environment of freedom and support to, for these things, right? You can't ever be great if you don't make mistakes and mess up a lot first. So how's a player ever going to pull off a double scissor or a Matthews or a cheeky little blind pass heel pass in the game if we don't give them the freedom and support to know it's okay if they mess it up so parents support the coaches in this coaches support the players in this just because a mistake looks awful in the moment it's a moment it doesn't mean it's not a great thing for the players long-term development okay so let's definitely encourage these mistakes understand everyone struggles everyone's going to have difficult times in developing players look get back up you're going to get knocked down. That's okay. You're always going to get knocked down. It's whether or not you get back up. It's how you handle it, right? You're going to have obstacles. You'll have times you don't see the results you want. You're going to backslide. You're going to feel like giving up. You want to quit. You'll quit training for a week or a month. And so what? Okay, start again today. You can't change yesterday. Yesterday's over, right? You can change today. You can change tomorrow. As Rocky said, it's about how hard you get hit and keep moving forward, okay? Go chase your dream, your dreams. That's it for now. This got way too long, and I'm not even going to give you any website page or anything to go for. I appreciate you listening, and I will talk to you later.